Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah, Lulu Nishmat Simi Mirosirus was Mordechai by Jay Nathanson. Shalom Aleichem Rebelli. Last week, two 12 year old boys from Rabbi Eskovitz's seventh grade shearing in Shiva South Shore gave over the daf at our small nighttime daf chabura in the island shul in Woodmere. Happens to be you've given shear there three, two to three times. He did the Nathanson and Benji Stadfield. Both sons of MDYs did a tremendous job of giving over the daf from beginning of Perak Aminiach until the end of Om Beis with the amount of Chazor they do. They knew the cases by heart, inside out, including Rashi's, Yeshukoyach to them. May they continue to be Marbitzi Torah. Follow in your footsteps. Magdid Shir, when they get older, here you have the whole Shir, the Tamsis and the Sikum. Here we go. We'll put on some volume. Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah! Excellent. Okay. Uh, no sound. Okay. Because they said good morning, Rabbi Sai. <laughs> Hi, Rebelli. No, I, I'm assuming they said the whole share, but that was on video. If you recall, I'm the English guy that you met on convention last Friday. Rabbi Sai, listen to this. And we spoke together to Yechavrusa from Seig, Rav Zach's son. On Sunday, I was, as I was leaving the convention, I asked someone for a ride to New York. Despite having nearly a full car, he took me happily. He's MD Wire from Flatbush, who is close to you and sponsored Shnayim Mikro. He's talking about Murad Nakash. He got me a car from Flatbush to Borough Park, and I only realized when I got there that it was an Uber that he paid for. I'd like to publicly thank this amazing Balchesed, whose name I don't know, but I'm sure that you will. MDY is full of Chesed, and from one Chesed to the other, I want to show you this. This really touched my heart. As we know, Binyamin Early was killed in Gaza. And here is a voice note from somebody that sent this to Robert Early, who's here today. Basically, this person, who's never met Robert, named this baby Biyami Mayer. Here we go, listen. Hi, thank you so much for your milestone wishes. Yeah, the baby is good. Um, and it means a lot that, that you reached out. Um, again, I think there's a lot of connection to that name. And then also, especially because I do Eli uh, Stefanski's Daf um, the last couple of weeks I kept on hearing uh, your son's name, and uh, it definitely resonated a lot with my wife and I, and Mitzvah um, and would be a schuss for us if he could grow up to be um, like your son, and I heard a lot of stories from a few different people, um, but actually before the birth and after, uh, about what, what your son was like, and I think your brother or brother-in-law messaged me also um, about his ability to be a gibor and to not want things and just to always giving. Um, so our school if, if our son could could grow up to be um, be just like him in that way. Uh, thanks so much for reaching out. Basically he said that he's an MD wire and he does the daf and he heard the name over and over and he said he's going to name his kid. I think there's already two babies named after Binyamin. Since I've joined Baba Kama, life is not the same. This is a Rebbe from Darchi Torah, the famous Darchi Torah in Farakway. Since I've joined from Baba Kama, life is not the same. I feel a need to let you know, and everyone here know. Firstly, I so far only saw the beginning of today's shir, besides Robert being a Yid and a brother who, who here doesn't feel a deep connection, who here doesn't feel a deep connection to him because we're all part of a real family. Who didn't have tears in their eyes when Rebelli called him to give him a hug? This is just what makes, this is what makes MDY so special. It's a much deeper connection. It's connection through the Torah. That's what is so special about this great family. I feel like my Ahavasi stroll and sensitivity has grown tremendously because of MDY. Not just my Torah. We all need Torah with Derech Eretz. 
What a lesson, true fan, Yankee Leviton, the Rebbe and Dachetari and head counselor in the zone camp. Rebelli, no one mentioned the new, the new intro music yet. Such a nice touch, love it. Welcome back home to RBS. I don't live in Edge but it was great to see you back at your desk with your landsmen who have been anxiously waiting your return. I must feel great, it must feel great to have the right equipment and be able to have all your screens in order at the same time. For selfish reasons, I probably miss having you stateside. Enabling to listen to share every li- live every night at around 9 p.m. For me, it was nice to get a head start. I know, I know I can hear the shir at midnight Eastern Standard Time, but that's way past my bedtime. On a serious note, in your moment with Robert Early, there are no words. A man that has a million valid reasons not to, yet presses and sticks to the routine of that yoimi during a time that is unimaginable or comprehensible to most. Robert, you're the man I look up to and hold in highest regard. Your example of perseverance and commitment has raised the bar for all of us. I'm sending you my hugs, wishing you and Chama Besurus Toivis. Hashem should bring shalom to all the clients from here. You may welcome back your talented Dove Eisenberger, Englewood, New Jersey. From Tsara to Mazel, we have to wish a tremendous Mazel Tov to our dear Chaver Noam Fix, whose son truly became a chassan last night. <coughs> and he's here today. He came right after. Unbelievable. <coughs> I see me toivu, mazu toivu, mazu toivu, see me toivu, yes, I know. Gary? That's what it says here. I don't know what it says. Koyal month. Robert Early voice note. Oh, that's me. That's me. I wrote that. I, I'm, I'm confusing myself. Rabbi, I want to tell you something very special that I heard from Robert yesterday. Robert's wife, when she was pregnant with Binyamin, she was on bed rest. And I, and I guess I don't want to use the word boredom, but out of not being able to do anything, she started learning Hilchus Lashon and to the point, very interesting, Binyamin, the Nifter, has never spoken a word of Lashon Hara in his life. That, that's what the family testifies. So, Mimela, Robert did a whole group of, he has over 600 people on, on his WhatsApp thing, so if anybody wants to join, but it's a very interesting thing. The mother learned while she was pregnant, Tilchus Lashon Hara, the son never spoke Lashon Hara. Hatzloch Hatzlochos, oh, the Masech is sponsored for the unity of Am Yisrael, the, the the learning should be a schos for Moshe Shmuel ben Sorry Batzion for a full shleim b'sech sharchali Yisrael official mitzvah motivators. The parnas hayoyim refolavin to many many more mitzvahs. Burn, also known as Phil Burn. Thank you. His new name is Pinchas. I mean, his old name is back to his old. Retroactive clarification. His name is Pinchas. My grandmother, Cyril Baderav Chaim, Sila Rock, Zechronel of Racha. Brain intact. And tremendous success in all my endeavors. Art of the month. 
Yosef ben Chai Soro for the schusim that come from, for, from supporting Limurat Here we go. <clears throat> We're holding by the brand new Mishnah, Daflam Dalam Beis, because we had a late start yesterday. Today's also not that much better, but we'll see what we could uh, accomplish today. Brand new Mishnah, brand new Sugya. <laughs> the Heilige Mishnah sponsored by Moshe Kohen Luschus, Atzlochen Ruchnis, and Gashmias. Yesh Chayev Amaisa Remember yesterday I asked the question, how is it possible that an axe does something you, you owe money because of it? But if you do the same thing, you're a potter. Here it is. Yesh Chayev Amaisa Shoyer, potter Amaisa Atzmoy. Sometimes you're Chayev for your axes, your bulls, Maisa, but not your own. Potter Amaisa Shoyer, sometimes you're potter when your axe does something. And v'chayev amaisatzboy keitzad shor should be yesh potter. If an axe did something really embarrassing to somebody, you potter. V'hu should be yesh. But if a human being is mevayish, somebody embarrasses somebody, chayev shor should seem to say navdoi people shinoi potter. If your axe knocks out a tooth or eye of your slave, potter he doesn't go out. V'hu should seem to say navdoi. But if the master knocks out his Evid's tooth, we said even a dentist, uh, I'm talking about a tooth, even a dentist that knocks out his own, <laughs> these are the mistakes you're talking about? It's Beseda. <laughs> or the eye. <laughs> We're, okay, I was, I was just, just wondering. If he himself does it, to his own slave, if the slave goes out, <clears throat> if an axe causes damage to one's father and mother, so you're But a human being who damages his own father and mother causes them some sort of injury where they bleed or an internal bleeding, you potter. Why? Because of if you have me suffer it. Then we you, you don't pay. If an axe lights a fire, he causes a fire to burn down a bale of hay on Shabbos, he's chayev. How much is he chayev? Says Rashi, half the amount because it's mishuna, it's different. But if he himself burns hay on Shabbos, if a person is chayiv misa, we're going to see something amazing that even when you're not chayiv misa, on the lowest level of Shabbos, it was a shoygi, whatever, you're not chayiv misa, you don't pay. It's very interesting. Think about it. A person burns down his friend's house on Shabbos, $2 million mansion, he doesn't have to pay. Even if he did it by, by mistake. But, but you cause your friend damage. No. Because it's Shabbos. And... If it was b'mezid, you'd be chayiv misa, and this commonly the rabbinate. So even if it's b'shoigig, you don't pay. Tony Ravot, one sheet, what? Huh? Oh, uh, we'll have to see. Maybe. We're gonna have a, you're going to be, you're going to have a lot of fun the next Mishnah. Tony Ravot, come in the Rabbi Yochanan. Kol amikalkalin p'turim. So... I don't know if this, let's do this. Here's the Yisoyed in Shas. If somebody causes destruction on Shabbos, he's a Mekalkal, he's Potter. 
What does Potter mean? Oh, so that's another Yisoyed, Kedai to know. That anytime it says Potter by Shabbos, it's Potter, but also. It doesn't mean you're allowed to go destroy property on Shabbos, allowed to do all these things on Shabbos. It just means that you're not Chayiv Misa. Call them a Kalkalim all the and let's say you take, I don't know, you're doing Shita on Shabbos, but you ruined it while you did it, you're Potter. Avlaser. Chutz, there's two Melachas of Shabbos that you're over, even if you destroy. Chutz, Mechoyvel, Umavir. Besides, one who um, damages another human being or lights a fire. Why, says Rashi? Because from the fact that the Torah says that you're permitted to do a bris milah on Shabbos, that means that only a bris milah you're allowed to. But to damage an organ that causes bloodlet or whatever, it would be awesome. Why does the Torah have to say it's mutter to do a bris milah? You're, you're, you're damaging. You're causing the body damage of bris milah. So the fact that the Torah says that you're permitted, only in that case you're permitted, but in other cases also. From the fact that the Torah says that a baskoyin that was mezana, you can't uh, heat up the, the lead, give her misa besreifa. Fact is that otherwise it would be aser. You want to say that it's mutter for her, we're saying it's aser. Says the Mishnah. Omalei, so Rebbe said, Puk tani lebara. You're saying things that I don't want to hear in here. Go out. I forgot what they said it about. I think it was Rebbe Vermishua, one of the brisker Roshivas, or maybe it was the brisker Ravi. I think it's Rebbe Vermishua. That somebody came to talk to him in learning, he tried to get out of it. So the guy started saying his pilpul. Then he says, wait, wait a minute. He told this kid, do me a favor, leave the room. I don't want you to hear such tosim. You know, like, it's... Chasis shalom should go into your ears. Like, it's like, dvar masurim. Puk tani lebara. You know, get, you get out of here. You're saying such tosim, you yourself leave. Chayvel umavir in a Mishnah. What you're telling me are two things that are not in the Mishnah. Vintim tzalayim Mishnah. What about our Mishnah? It says in our Mishnah, we must be saying that our Mishnah is talking about an interesting case where a guy goes over to a random person in the street, cuts his arm. What are you doing? I need a little blood for my dog. Okay, so it's 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 a tzarech. It's not it's not a chabala. It's not a it's not destruction. It's actually it's good. He's getting food for his dog. Mavir Let's say, you know, it was very common in the time of the Gemara that the, the weddings were on Friday. So the wedding went a little late after Shkia. So he, you know, what are, what are you going to do for the chas? And he needs a little, he needs ashes. So he made a fire. No, you're allowed to know. It's, one of the, it's a big mitzvah to put the, 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 the ashes on the chas. So ma'avir v'tzorch l'avro. He didn't stop, make a fire. He made a fire because he needed the ashes. Okay. Tanan, let's see if this works. If your axe, your bull, lit up a bale of hay on Shabbos, you're chayev. If you did the same thing, you're potter. Everything, the Mishnah has to be consistent. We're going to talk about a, a case by the shor. It's the same thing by the human being. By the human being, the same thing by the shor. Just like uh, an axe doesn't need, why would an axe need burnt hay? So, so too the human being doesn't need it. Viktani Potter, nevertheless, he's Potter from paying. Why? You see that even a Makalkal, he's not, it's not for the not for a good cause, 
for no reason at all. He burnt a bale of hay, just like a, a shard burns a bale of hay for no cause. So to the human being, there for no reason. And he's a Makalkal, he's Chayiv. Says Gemara, Loi, Shoyri, do me the day. This is one of the most interesting Gemaras ever. Shoyri, do me the day. Mahu the Kabayle, I've Shoyri the Kabayle. No, no, no. When the axe burnt the bale of hay, the axe needed it. He's doing it for a reason. Shoyri, Hechim, Mishkachasla. What was that? The speakers? So we can turn off the speakers, no? Omele, we didn't we didn't use them, so why are they on even? Omele Revavi Ochabamay Skiron Bishor Pikeach. Mapitom. Bishor Pikeach. This is a genius axe. Like the guy said. The guy said. To, the guy sees a, a person playing chess with his dog. He says, Wow, this dog is my genius. He plays chess with the human beings. The guy says, nice genius. I'm beating him 4-1. The short pikeach. This guy is mamash a genius. Shaul Saloy Neshicha Begaboy. A lion attacked him. Gave him a gezunta bite. The kaboy lemikle. He needs to, to burn the wheat. Vingander Bikutma. So they can roll and, and apply the medicine to his back. He needs it. Says Gemara, how do you know that that's what happened? The Labas of the Kale, because first he burnt it, the Kamagadi Bekutma, he went in the the Shar showed up, he sees a fire, he knocked it with his sword, he burnt the thing, he waited for the ashes, he went, then he started rolling in it. It happens to be that in, in Makkas, we learned that on Shabbos, you're not supposed to take the ashes and put it on a wound, because you go into the wound and it looks like like a, like a tattoo, like service kaka. So you see, they used to, they used to use that for, so the bull saw his, uh, his owner doing it. So he said, oh, let me, let me try that also. Yeah. So, so no, he's not a bit mechal Shabbos, a little bit. Umik, shorcha, v'chamarcha, v'hemtacha. Umik, gavna, what, seriously? A bull is that intelligent? He knows how to use, there's a whole thing about animals that they, they, some animals could use tools. Believe it or not, crows are one of the most intelligent, they're the most intelligent birds. They could use a stone to get food. Uh, monkeys use sticks to, to scratch themselves. You know, animals do stuff. No. Emes? Yeah. But I could prove it. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. I forgot to show you this one, seriously. This is uh, very important. Uh, this is a shar being megander in the, in the afer. He's putting the, the, the ashes on his back. Okay? It says, Gemara, gavna in. Are they so intelligent? Yes. He had a toothache. He knocked off the cover of the barrel. Vishasi Shikhra, we everybody knows that Rapapa was wealthy because he sold beer. That was his thing. He's a, he sold a lot of beer. So the the Shar knew that alcohol is good for the teeth. Vishasi Shikhra and he drank beer, Vitsi, and he was healed. He felt a lot better. Here we have a we have a picture of that also. Oh, okay. Fine. So first of all, I had a Shailan. If anybody has a good answer, please answer. The 
it's not the same case, to me at least. When, when a, a bull knocks off the cover of a barrel and he drinks something, he knows, okay, so he knows the cottage cheese is good for his stomach ache. He knows the beer is good, good, good for his teeth. But to say that a bull lights a fire, he created something new, like baking a cake. He created ashes and then put the ashes on his back. That's like a whole different level. The Gemara says over here that they understand that there's something called medicine. That you could heal. Like if you have a pain, you could go to something and, and drink it, you'll feel better. So Mela, they could also... So exactly what Noam was saying, I was thinking when I was learning this Gemara, and therefore I will show you this uh, video. We don't have audio. I'll give you a little Hagdama. It was uh, for my birthday last year. It was a birthday that I celebrated for three months straight. And my dear Chaverim, Mendy, Noam, Gary up there, and Avi, and what's your, your buddy? Gili. We went to Kenya. And uh, we saw something very interesting. I've never seen this before or after. Neither did the guys in the thing. Basically, I set it up. There was a, a bunch of lions eating a small buffalo. And there was basically nothing left of the buffalo. And suddenly, as the guy, the last lion, all the lions went away. There's nothing left. There's just a puddle of blood. And there's like a leg and a little bit of the head. And uh, all of a sudden, the, the mother buffalo, whose baby was killed, she came back for revenge. And she chased the, other, the lion away. And then it looked like, we're not big mumchim in this, but it looked like they're doing a funeral ceremony. They s- stood there in that spot for at least, I don't know, five, ten minutes, going around in a circle, looking at the blood and sniffing it and going back and coming. They left, came back, went back, and they're going literally in circles. We felt like they were in pain. That they, right? That's 100%. It, it, like you saw that they had emotions. Like, so I thought, okay, we're talking about a bull. And these are, buffaloes are bulls, they're very dangerous. Most dangerous probably in the, in the safari. They're unpredictable. You don't know that they're going to come and attack you. And here it goes, Rabbi say. Here's the lion running away with that last piece. This is Gary. Gary took the whole thing. Basil Tov on your baby. So over there is the you'll see the, the the dark spot is the area where the, the baby was eaten. There's only blood left, basically. They come, they sniff, and there's they cut. It's a whole. It takes a long time. I'm not going to show the whole video, but they were watching the the his chaverim and the, there was his mother. There's a daughter. There's a there's, we figured it all out. How I have no idea. There's, they're obviously not eating it. They're sniffing it. This took a very very long time. Anyway, fine. You see it, you see it. So I'm trying to show that they have some more, more intelligence than what we think. They don't just eat grass and go vite. There's, there's something going on. Okay. Fine. Zokta Gemara. It's interesting. This is the Rapapa that his bull had intelligence. The Gemara continues with him for a different reason. How could you say... That our Mishnah adds up. That the, whatever the, the bull does, the human does, whatever. If the, the bull, just like a human needed it, so the bull also needed it to the point he was trying to heal himself. Now, how is it possible as the Gemara, a bull doesn't know what busha is? There's no busha by an animal. There's no embarrassment. Oh, you embarrass me. 
No embarrassment by an animal. If you don't know what busha is, how could it be that if you don't get embarrassed yourself, you're not going to know to embarrass somebody else? So how does the Mishnah say that if the shor was mevayish, a human being, he's potter? Well, it's not the same thing as a human being embarrassing, because the human being do, does have kavana and the shor doesn't have kavana. You're telling me that they have to line up, they have to be equal. No, you're right. He didn't intend to embarrass. He intended to damage. You don't have to have intent. If, you're, if a person damages another person, he, he, I don't know, he knocks off his arm. He had intent to damage his arm. He didn't have intent to embarrass him, but he's high for the busha. So to the ox, if he intends to damage a human being and it causes busha, that's busha, just he doesn't have to pay. But you don't have to have, the, you don't have, to have that intent. Rav Amar. Rav says the Mishnah is not talking about a case, this interesting case where the bull needed the ashes. No. Just here comes a huge, huge Chiddush. That the reason why your potter is not because there's the death penalty, even without the death penalty, your potter. Says the Gemara, Rav Amar, Everything happened b'shoigig. Use mechal shavas b'shoigig. He burnt down the goddess b'shoigig, just like your axe doesn't know what he's doing. The human being also didn't know what he's doing, so he should pay. Let the human being pay. Your whole svar was kamli b'deravne, kimli b'deravne. He burnt the goddess on purpose, so bezdin is going to be mechayiv misa, even if there's no edim. So he's not chayiv misa, but he did something that's chayiv misa. So chayiv misa, you don't have to pay for the twenty dollar bale of hay. But if you tell him he did it by accident, on Shabbos, he knocked down a lantern and burnt down $10,000 worth of hay, so he should pay. He's not getting Misa, so let him pay. Says Rava, even in that case, he doesn't have to pay at all. This says in the Pasuk, here's the Pasuk, sorry. What just happened? Here. Look what the Pasuk says, very interesting. If the animal, if you hit an animal, you, a human being damages an animal, you pay. What happens when you damage a human being? The person dies, doesn't pay. He never pays. He only dies. It's either death or nothing. There's no yishalmeno by a person, by damaging a human being. Yeah? The difference in Lashon. <clears throat> by a behemoth, there's yishalmeno. By a Adam, there's no yishalmeno, there's only humus. When a person damages an animal, Adam, Muad, Loilam. What does that mean? Whether you did it unintentionally or intentionally. This is a whole different level. Shoigig means you try to kill this animal, you kill that animal. It's a mistake. Lonnie means he, he, he was driving his car and then the, the, the guy's bull ran in front of him. It's not Miskavan. That's a tour that we said. The Pasuk says when you kill somebody, a person kills somebody with Shoigig, it has to be when the axe goes downward. Not when he's lifting up the axe. You, pot, that, you don't go to Gullahs for that. It's just throwing everything in. It doesn't really make a difference. You read the Chaliyah, the Patri Momen, the Momen. So when you, you, you damage an animal, you kill an animal, you have to pay no matter what. 
every type of derech. So too, the human being is the exact reverse. Just like by Behem Yechai of every single situation, so too by a human being, you're potter in every single situation. So now take a look at this for a second. It's three steps here. Step number one is by a bull, you're always chayev. Therefore, step number two is that by a human being, you're always potter on pain, even if you kill the guy by mistake. So if the guy is worth $100,000, he's an NBA player, he just had a $15 million contract, you kill him by mistake, whatever that means. You went like this by mistake and you killed him. Completely potter. You don't have to pay his family anything. So Memela, step three is Chilul Shabbos, which is Chiyuv Misa. You're always potter. Even Bishoygig. Here are the three steps. We start with a shard that you always chayev. Human being, you always potter when you kill a human being. Memela, something that's similar to killing a human being, which is Chiyuv Misa of Chilul Shabbos. You're always Potter. So you don't have to pay for the goddish that you burned by mistake. How can you say that our mission is talking about that he burned the bale of hay? By mistake, it says that you chayv misa. So more explains like we understood. Since if had he done it on purpose, he'd be chayv misa. Because he needed it. You have to, if it's litzoyrech, you need the, the ashes, then I could kill the person. So in all cases, you'd be potter. Mamish, unbelievable thing. You burned down a guy's house by mistake on Shabbos. Potter. Now, Rabbi, I want to show you this 3D animation and tell me what the Allah is. Here we go. You can do it on the full screen if you want. Oh, there's no sound. Come out. Okay. Basically, there's a two. One is running after the other, and they go behind the trees. And then, when we find them, the the guy in white is injured. He's bleeding from his leg. The child is. How did he get? How did he bleed? We saw a situation. Something led us to believe that the the axe on the right caused the damage. But there's also a stone over there. Maybe it happened from the stone. So what is that called? We, we can't prove that your axe did it. Maybe it was injured by the stone. So this is going to tell us a bunch of cases of over and over. And if you medayik in the Gemara, <clears throat> each case has a tzorich. Though the Gemara doesn't specifically go through it, Rashi points out on, on Lamed Vav and and if you, you just medayik, one is a bari v'shema, one is a shema bari. Okay. Says the Mishnah, very simple cases. One was chasing the other one. One says, you damaged me. Seems like a very strong language that he knows what he's talking about. They're both witnessing what happened. And he says, not true. I'm not assuming that he was damaged but with a stone. It seems like literally I saw the stone damaging. My, my, my axe, my bull is perfect. He never did that. Like we say throughout Chas, you have to prove it. If you want, to, you want to take money from someone, you have to prove it. There were two bulls owned by two different people. And they were both chasing one bull. Same idea. 
each one is going to blame the other. Shneim pturim. Why? Hamoitzim chaver l'raya. Turning of the daf by Chanan Arbach. Lili Nishmas and I don't know her name. What's her name? Where's Robert? Chanan Arbach's wife. My ho- uh, Lili Nishmas. What? Shira. Shira. It doesn't sound familiar. Lili Nishmas, my holy nephew, son of Robert, Binyamin Meir Ben Zev David. Robert and Jen Early, and Lili Nishmas Binyamin Meir Ben Zev David. If Reuven owns both bulls, and we know for a fact that a bull, we witnessed the bull attacking the, the other bull, but we don't know which one. Okay, But if one bull is large and one bull is small, what's an afkimina? Because when it comes to Tam, what? Yeah, the Gemara is going to talk about that. that it's interesting. The Gemara discusses it. But we know that a Tam is only Megufoy. Let me let me get to it real quickly. Yeah, tam mishalim migufoi. Only what he's worth. So it makes a big nafkimina which bull attacked my bull. If 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 I if I go after a smaller bull, it's not going to pay everything. You only pay fifty percent, and and your bull is only worth less than half the damage that you caused. So there's an argument here. I say the larger bull attacked me. Again, another case. If you claim that it was the tam that caused the damage, you only pay 50%. I say, no, the muad caused the damage. You owe me 100%. If there were two that were owned by one owner, two that were damaged. One was large, one was small. And there was two... It was four bulls, two attacked two, one was large, one was small. Same idea, boys. I could take, there's enough money to pay for my large bull because the large bull is the one that attacked it. Because it's a cotton anyway, the, the, the small one is less damaged. Okay, we'll go after the small bull. Now he flips it. He says, the small one is what attacked your large bull and there's not enough money to take out of it. Same idea. I'm saying that you owe me the full amount because the mood is, will cause damage. Says the Gemara. For this Gemara, we need to know the very simple Yisoyed of Bari Vishama Bari Adif. We have it throughout Shas that if somebody is certain about what he's saying and the other one is uncertain, he doesn't know. He doesn't, he doesn't know who attacked his bull. Was it the stone? Was it another bull? I don't know. Something happened. So, Bari Adif, we always go with the one that's certain. The famous question that Rav Shach actually asked me when I was a kid in, uh, in Rechavot. I learned in Yeshiva called Rechavot. And he asked this question. And uh, nobody understood Yiddish, nobody understood him. So, whatever, I answered him. But I knew the answer because my Rashiva told him to us. We were learning about Metziah then. The question is, why don't you believe the Shema guy? The Shema, the guy that says, I don't know, he could have lied, he could have said, I'm a Bari. So he has a Migui. Bari Vishema, Bari Adif. Why is the Bari Adif? You should trust the guy that said Shema, because he could have said Bari. And the simple answer is, we do trust him. We trust him that he's a Shema. We believe him, he's a Shema. And Bari is better than a Shema. Very good. No, just to give a little bit of explanation of what Bari Vishema is. I say, I don't know. Okay, you don't know. So 
<laughs> Too bad on you, you don't know. I say, I saw with my own eyes that this is what happened. It wasn't my axe that, that, that did the damage. So I believe you. Akoponim, there's a famous, in, in 10 days, we're going to learn, the famous case of uh, a bull that attacks a cow. And we see, we come and we see the aftermath. We don't know what happened. We see that there's a fetus, there's a calf dead on the ground. And we don't know. Is it because the bull attacked the cow? Or perhaps she gave birth beforehand and the, 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 calf, the calf died by itself. So that's called which means that there's an automatic suffolk here without anybody asking any questions. If we show this picture to a Bezdin, they're going to say, ooh, it's a good child, I don't know what happened. You don't need Reuben to say, oh, it happened before, and Shimon to say it happened after. You don't need that. It's automatic. So, when it comes to that, there's a machlaikas. Chacham say, Hamoitzi mechaveri olavariya. And Sumchas says, famously, Mom and Amutu b'safek, Chalkim, 50-50. Now, obviously, just to explain real quickly, you can't have a guy standing by the bezin door, and everybody that walks in, he says, hey, you owe me a thousand dollars. Oh, it's a suffix. Oh, you have to pay 500. It's, like I described, that Bezdin see the situation, it's muchach ma'elav, you see by yourself that there's a, there's a problem here. There's a, a real shayla in Metzius, what happened there? Without anybody saying anything. What? Exactly. Thank you. Gather, learn, chas. With many, many chazars. So Rebchia Barabba, and the Gemara is going to go to town on him, we're going to go against him. He proves from this Mishnah that we don't pass him like Sumchus. We don't do this when there's a drug in Mamayna, Yachloiku. We say, look, here's a case in our Mishnah, all these cases, even if they all say we know for sure, we know for sure. There's no Sumchas here in our Mishnah. So, you see, our Mishnah doesn't go like Sumchas. What does Sumchas say? Says Gemara, Sumchas said his case, even when you're telling me there's, a, there's an actual Suffolk, Bezensi Suffolk, even when two people are saying they know for sure, that's not a, a real Mamun Amutim Suffolk. That's two people that say they know 100% what happened there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, because at the end of the day, Bezdin will have a suffix. Two people come and they say they know 100%. It's funny how people do that all the time. 100%. I learned that this cannot know 100% in this world. Even in a, in a dispute between... Okay, I'm not even going to say it now. But there is... Oh, that happened on purpose. There's, there's a simon. Saying in all disputes, come out in all disputes, there's no 100%. There's an 80-20, there's a 95 5 100%. Rebbein Shalem is 100%. Everything else in this world is, is there's, there's, a, there's, there's a reason why there's Republican and Democrats. You can't say, oh, they're 100% wrong. They're a, there's no such thing. Sorry. So it says, yes, even Bari and Bari, if two people 100% sure that they know what they're talking about, Bezin has a suffix. Who told, who told you that our Mishnah, our Mishnah is talking about a bari bari? Maybe by a bari bari, Sumchus agrees that a Moisim Chaver, it's only when two people come, I don't know. A real, I don't know. So Bezin, I don't know. Nobody, I know. 
Nobody knows anything. So when two people are so sure about a situation, how do you know that in that case, maybe in our case, Sumchus admits. I'll tell you why. He says, I know for a fact. Not true. He doesn't say, I don't know. He says, Loiki. It's a very strong Lashen. Which is interesting. I don't know if I'll remember. Tysus brings that all the way in the bottom. Last Tysus. Three words. He says, because it doesn't fit in so much with the Gemara later. So he says, sometimes Loiki could also mean that I'm not so sure. Fine. But right now we're holding Loiki. is a very, he's very certain. Oh, so we have to remember this little piece over here. Rabbi Papa says everything has to be consistent. So if the beginning of the Mishnah is I'm certain, then the end of the Mishnah I'm certain. So let's, let's see if that works. One was large, one was small. The Nizik is better for him to say that the larger animal damaged him, so he has more to, to collect from. And he says, no, you have less to collect from. The same case. We're going to learn a beautiful insight. Okay, we're making a little deal here. What happens is a Nizuk says, you owe me, I saw a large animal attacking me. How do you know? What do you mean? I saw it with my own eyes. 100% the large animal attacked me. Okay, the other guy says, no, it was the small animal attacked. So if he can't prove it, if the Nizik can't prove that it was a large animal, how much does he get from the small animal? Let me ask you a question. When he says, I am 100% sure, I saw a large animal attacking. What he's really saying is that 100% sure that the small animal did not attack. And I'm moichel you from the small animal. That's called... That there is a Tana that says, there's a Manda Omar that says that by you saying that I admit in Sairim, and you're, by you asking me for Chitim, you're admitting that I don't owe you Sairim. So if I admit to you that I owe you Sairim instead of Chitim, I'm Potter. Because you were Moichel me the Sairim. You said, no, you only owe me Chitim. So from over here, that if you're telling me that he's a bari, we're talking about bari and bari every over here. So you're telling me that it doesn't go like Rabbi Menasim. So Melo says again. Let me just make sure here. Let me just show you this real quickly. The the ratio is zayim esharcha hizik zayim loikiela, and the seifa. I didn't put it here, bari, bari. Fine. But the seifa is that the Nizik says the gadol, mazik, goyim, katan. So Rapap is saying, if you're going to tell me that the Rasha is talking about a bari and bari, so too, the seifa has to be bari, bari. In that case, the Nizik is saying, the large animal attacked me and not the small animal. So from your diuk, you're telling me, but if he doesn't bring a raya, at least he'll get from the small animal. But he's Michael in the small animal. As Taisus, maybe that, that's not a good deal. Maybe it means he doesn't get anything. Okay, so Taisus says in the Lush and it's Mashma that he gets something. Says the Gemara, Ella, therefore, Bebari Vishema. So we have to say he's talking about a case of Bari and Shema. This is going to get really, we have really, really good charts here. Check this out. The chart is beautiful. You see the Seifa? The Nizik says that I saw an animal, a large animal attacking. It's a bari. 
and the seifa uh, and the the and the, the, the mazik is a shema. The bari of shema. The kama bari man. Wait a minute. That make you still didn't answer the question. Says the gemara. Who who's the one? In name of the kama nizik bari the kama mazik shema. If it's like this case on this chart that the nizik is the one that says I know for sure, then you didn't gain anything because. Again, he's saying, I know for sure that the large animal did it and not the small animal. Therefore, he shouldn't get anything. And, and you're going to die from the mission to get something. Check out the chart. Look at the chart. Beautiful. I did it myself. Uh, so the Nizik doesn't know. It makes a huge difference. When the Nizik says, I don't know if the large one did it, the small one did it. So if he can't prove it, he gets from the small one because he wasn't Michael anything. He didn't tell anybody, I don't want from the small one. He says, I don't know. It's possible the small one did it. It's possible the big one did it. I don't have a raya. I don't have a raya. At least give me what the mazik is saying. The mazik is saying, I know for sure. Mendy, what, is, what does the mazik say? What does the mazik say? Look at the chart. I know for sure that the cotton did it. Okay, so pay. You might have me. And I don't know. So pay for the little one. Oh, listen to this. Rabbi said, look at this chart. It's getting better, the chart. I don't know how they do it without charts. Take a look at the chart. Oh, so the ratio also has to fit. They have to be consistent. Shem and Bari. Wait a minute, that doesn't work so well. What? What someone's going to say when a guy, the Nizik says, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what damaged me. What he's gonna say? This is a and the lie. What he doesn't say? Why is it not a moment of Safek? He should say that Yechlaiku lie. Safe and Nizik Shemo Mazik Bari. Ration Nizik Bari Mazik Shemo. Look at the Chara boys. It's beautiful. Boom. We have a Bari Shemo and a Shemo and a Bari, and that makes sense. A boy say, are these cases consistent? You know how we say. Oh, it's impossible. The ratio is Bari and Bari and the safe is Bari Shema. It doesn't work like that. Over here, it's Bari and Shema, but the other one is Shema and Bari. Is that consistent? Is that the same type of case? Huh? Yes and no. Yes and no. Kind of. Yes and no. Okay. Says Gemara, Valaydami, ratio is safe. Now you see clear why the ratio and the safe are not, not the same. Because in the ratio, the Nizik is Bari. In the safe, the Nizik is a Shema. So it's not the same type of case. Says Gemara. Amri bari v'shema, shema bari chad milsi. It is considered the same. Bari bari, shema bari. Look at one more chart I did here. Like this is not the same. Two baris on top compared to shema and bari on the bottom. That's a different type of case. But this, that's the same type of case. Oh, we have to say a wonderful day here, says Nachman. Hold on, what else? What else do I have here? Do I have another chart? Okay, so um, Rabbi Isai, have a wonderful day. And Rabbi Isai, if you don't mind, let's say till them together, this, well, everybody together, and we'll say Achenu together. Shira Malo, Ismi Mamakin, Grosicho Adino, Yadino, Shimabi Kurili, Yeno Zemagashu, Ismi Kurili, Yemabi Kurili, Yemabi Kurili, Yemabi Kurili, Yemabi Kurili, Kim <laughs> <laughs>